Talk. Good evening, everybody. We're back with TNT Talk Podcast. I'm Tracy. And I'm Denise. And Tamisha's here with us. It's the two of us tonight. And um, we're going to get to talking about the 11th episode of the 8th season of The Walking Dead called Dead or Alive or. Interesting. Um, but as you may have noticed, we didn't start with improvisational theater tonight. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and believe me, there's, even though we don't have the theater tonight, there's still some drama because we tried to reach out to our voice actors and we weren't able to reach them and, and we've heard tidbits, um, of there being some type of accident where they're stuck in a swamp. Is, is that, I mean, did you understand that? Is that what you heard, Janish? I did. Well, I kind of heard it was a little muffled, apparently, mm-hmm. something about some fungi or something. I, yeah. I it, it, it sound. I got the impression that everyone is, is safe and sound, but yes. it just, it yeah, they just couldn't get to it today. So, wow. I mean, that's just crazy. Well, who does that happen to, you know? The walking day. <laughs> <laughs> so... But, so we're going to do a little game instead. We're going to kind of pick each other's brains, and maybe we can kind of see, we'll let you guys vote if you want to um, after listening. Who do you think had the maybe the quickest or most creative responses? Now, I made up this game, but I don't think it gives me an advantage because we each get a turn. We each have to come up with a list of five just sort of everyday household objects, just, you know, first five things that come to mind, something that anybody would would know what it is. And we're going to read each item off to one another, and the other person is supposed to come up with a character from The Walking Dead, uh, past or present, that they can associate with that word, that kind of like, um, have you ever, have you ever done like the, was it the six or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, how you can associate <laughs> no, no, okay. Well, this is going to be a direct association. I'm going to give you a word, and then you think of a character that 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 comes to mind with that word. Not just the first character you think of, but but something you can associate with that word. Um, so, are you ready? Like, I'll I'll say the item, and then you'll say a character, and you'll say I say so and so because they used that in that scene in The Walking Dead or something. Does that make sense? Nope, but that's all right. I'm going to figure it out. And see, the advantage of if I let you go first and I give you my list and you don't like the game, you could get really mad and just give me some crazy words and I wouldn't know that, you know, if that was your original list or not. But all right, we're going to try it out. Okay. First word. Book. Oh, okay. So I would go with Noah because um, he was uh, in his journal in the gazebo. Mm. Oh, very good. See, you got this. All right. <laughs> now, you can't repeat a character. That's another okay. rule I'm throwing in there. You can't use the same character. I love that podcast viewing audience knows, listening audience knows. She's making these rules on that she goes along. Everybody out there, hear me now. Okay. This is another form of improv, okay? This game is improv. Okay. Pencil. Second word, pencil. Pencil. Oh, 
no, that's the wrong show. Mm. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, I'm thinking. Uh, oh, but I have to have a specific character's name. Can I just can I generalize, or I have to name a specific person? Well, as as long as you can identify them, like if it's an, a a okay, scene. Okay, I, I got you. All right, so it would be Denise because of the arrow for the eye. And what does that have to do with a pencil? Because I can't think of anything else <laughs> as sharp as a pencil, and I'm thinking okay. of a pencil through the eyeball. How about okay, that? Okay, 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 close enough. All right, okay. <laughs> Third. <not> close. <laughs> well, <laughs> Third word, telephone. Oh, oh, no, I don't want to use him. Oh, I don't want to use him. I'm going to have to use him because I feel like I'm going to have to have him later. You said telephone, huh? Telephone. Mr. Telephone. Can we skip it? Okay, so. No, we can't skip it. New rule. <laughs> Just laid that one up too. That's fine. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so telephone would be Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good one. Piano would be Beth. At the Why? Hall. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were singing, and she okay. had a person of liquor. Okay. Shoe. Would be Bob because he lost his leg and he was barbecue. Oh, good one, good one. All right, that was fast. All right, that's your five. Those are the answers, folks. If you want to vote, Team Smish. Those are the okay. responses. All right, I'm ready. Well, I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so it would be uh, my first one would be toothbrush. Toothbrush. Um, Michonne, when she brushed her teeth for a really long time when they got to Alexandria because she hadn't had a toothbrush in so long. Time to brush her teeth. Okay. Very good. All right. Next one would be shovel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use Michonne. (laughs) I'm going to say Rick, Barry, and Carl recently digging the grave. Oh, okay. Next one would be glasses. Glasses. Uh, Denise, when she threw up on her glasses when they went to the apothecary, and she couldn't okay. she couldn't put them back on, which I never know why she couldn't just wipe them off and put them back on, but she was yeah. going around without her glasses because she threw up on them. Nail polish. Ooh, that's a tough one. Oh, gosh, this will be a stretch. Um, nail polish. I'm thinking maybe Jesse's nails look painted in Alexandria, like they would have access to that. She looks No, I know what I'm gonna say. Cancel that. Andrea, when she was in the um the uh dentist chair or whatever, I'm pretty sure her nails were painted. They looked good. We saw her feet. Her feet looked pretty nice for the apocalypse. Okay. Does that count? Are you are you gonna take that one? Do you accept that I answer? I couldn't, but I, I am. I am. I am. Okay. And my last, my last one would have to be. Okay, my last one would have to be bucket. 
Bucket. Oh gosh. Bucket. Um, I was just thinking of something with Fear of the Walking Dead. Can we use Fear of the Walking Dead or just the Walking Dead? You get to make this uh, no, rule. Ma'am. Okay. <laughs> no, ma'am. Bucket. Bucket. Um. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, I was going to say when the Alexandrians were writing the names after the wolves came and so many people died, they were painting people's names on the on the wall. I'm thinking maybe they had buckets of paint. <laughs> I may be wrong. Yes, that's almost as bad as my pencil answer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but okay. That's all that's that's all I've got. And I bet someone out there has something perfect for bucket. But um but that's all I have. So all right, so the vote's out. You can vote Team Tanish or Team Tracy for the for the five objects game. So if you would let us know who you vote for, we would like to see um some responses. So That was good job. Okay. Good good job, Tanish. Very good. Good idea, Trace. You, know, you never know. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen on the podcast. So, you know, we try to keep it spicy and, you know, <laughs> explosive, whatever, whatever, you know. <laughs> All right. So, on to our regular segment, um, which we will ask some questions of each other. Do you have your list of questions, Tanish? I do, Tracy. Have I seen your questions? You have not, Tracy. And I, Tracy, have a list of questions that Tanisha's have you... not seen. <laughs> uh, can you assure them you have not seen them? I've hacked into our computer. No, I can't hack into your notepad that you wrote down. So I have not seen <laughs> yeah. them, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so we don't know the questions ahead of time. That's the deal. We um, answer each other's questions, and then we answer for ourselves. Find out how much we agree or disagree, and then we're going to share our most explosive moment in the episode, and we're going to rate the episode between one and five sticks of dynamite, with five being the best. Um, so you ready to get started? Yes. Okay. Question. Question number one. Do you can you think of anything? Do you have any comments on anything you would have done differently? Um, if you were Dr. Carson and Gabriel on their little journey, their little road trip, um, with all that transpired, is there anything that sticks out to you that you would have done differently? Um, let me know. Yes. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't have gotten shot. Okay. I wouldn't have gotten <laughs> <Good one>. shot. <laughs> um, I think that if I would have been Dr. Carson, I, I just would not have gotten that epiphany. At that exact moment, I don't know what he was thinking. Glasses for that gun. I just, I okay. Okay. So that's what I would. I wouldn't. I would have had to pick my moment differently. I, I honestly thought they were going to probably roll off the truck while it was moving, even though I was back there with them. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. I. So when he reached for the gun, that just wouldn't. I, I've, I've been in the apocalypse too long. I would have never done that. And, and he's not a fighter. So. Okay. Yeah. So that was not a good move on his part. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That um, that it seemed a little a little rash. Um, yes. Okay. Um, one thing I thought about that kind of 
bothered me while I was watching the episode. Um, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed watching them together and their back and forth and how they found the medicine. And it was all very intriguing to me. But I did, I got nervous right away when they went outside the house to go towards the car. They just seemed too casual, too out in the open, like I would have been more um, on guard. Um, and also, um, you know, Dr. Carson went ahead of Gabriel, which is probably not a smart move when you're with someone who can't see very well. Um, you should stick by them. Maybe if they'd stuck closer together, then he wouldn't have gotten caught in the bear trap because, you know, Gabriel may have heard or seen that sign, which how did he really see the sign if he couldn't see very well? But that's another issue. <laughs> but, but it's just, it's just something I felt, I felt like something was going to go wrong when I saw them just out in that open yard, just freely walking about. That just sort of just seems suspicious to me. Did you think mm-hmm. that because it was the apocalypse? Is that why you thought that it was going too well? That's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, for the rules of the apocalypse, definitely. But but then just but on the fact too that they had so many things happen in their favor just recently, you do as a human, you have that suspicion that oh something's going to go wrong now, you know, kind of thing. That's I think that's just a human tendency. But they didn't seem to. They just kept on their merry way. So, you know, and a lot of people were like, oh, Gabriel's shooting him. You know, was that smart or whatever? Um, that was crazy. You know, and, yeah, he, he went by faith and did that. But what was the other – what was the alternative? Carson was just going to get eaten anyway. So it was worth a shot. But I'm But um, But it was. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know I'm being silly. But I, I feel like, what choice did he have? You know, just watch him, you know, just let him get eaten by a walker or take that risk, you know. So, anyways. All right, what do you have for number one? Why do you think Tara did not shoot Dwight uh, immediately? Why did she hesitate? Um, and and mind you, I'm sorry, yeah. this is before the Saviors came into play. Before the Saviors came Right, before the saviors, and then she didn't have a choice. But, you know, they had to get down. I'm talking about before. Right. So, well, she did shoot him once, and he ran. She missed him. But when she had him again, even even when she had him, like, by the tree, and just, you know, originally before she shot and before he ran, she did seem to hesitate. Like, she was talking all with all this bravado, but you kind of sense that she wasn't really convinced herself. You know, she has a lot of emotion. She's really angry. She wants to have some, I think she wants to have some closure from, you know, the loss of Denise. But I don't think she was really ultimately sold on killing Dwight. So I think there was some hesitation. She did go ahead finally and do it at the tree, but, you know, he moved and ran. And then, again, she had, you know, she had the chance before they heard the saviors, or she thought she had the chance. And again, I think it was that same hesitation, like, can I really, can I really do this? Is the real, is this really the answer? Um, so that's my thought. And you? I think Tara is, Tara is a good shot, first of all. So I don't think she, mm-hmm. I think mm. she's on purpose. I think, okay. I think she's, she's, I think she's a, she's a better shot than that. 
And so okay, I think yeah. that she was ultimately playing with her food innocence. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. I think that uh, when it came down to it, I think uh, we'll have to uh, say that she chickened out because she should have been able to take him out immediately. Like there should, the conversation while it was going on, as he was talking, she could, she could have just shot him straight in the head. Right. If she wanted right. to be not been humane, or she could have just shot okay. him and then let, let him become a walker. And then so she lost you, that option. She lost the you, option, and then she became sympathetic towards him because he did not give her up. Right. So do you think we, do you feel like we kind of agreed on that then? That Are we saying the same thing or, or not? That not as far as the shot, because that's a good point. But do you, do you feel like she just wasn't completely sold on the idea? You called it being a chicken, but do you think that's the same thing that I was saying or different? So, so you, when you say she wasn't sold on the idea, I think she had a girl in the back of her head. So if that okay. being sold, not sold on the idea, then yes, we are definitely agree. I, I think in a sense, you know, she was there. there. Girl told her, don't you do anything yeah. yet. Okay. So for whatever reason she couldn't, we're both agreeing that she couldn't go through with it. Yeah. Maybe just not for the same reasons. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Interesting. All right, my second question, since you mentioned Daryl, your um, your favorite character, um, <laughs> why did Daryl get so angry and so upset um, when Dwight left? Why was he why Why did he just assume the worst that he was turning on him? Like, because to me it seemed like he was starting to trust him, and and things the relationship was improving, and they were working together. And then, even though Tara told him that you know she could have she could have turned her over, he could have turned her over. Um, he you know he put himself at risk and went out there. But it's like Daryl wasn't believing it. Why did he get so angry and assume the worst? Okay, I, I'll just say a few words, and then maybe you <laughs> see his anger. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Glenn Vest. Crossbow, Easy Street, Nakedness. (laughs) All of the things right there. I wouldn't care if you gave me food uh, pantry. I'm not going to forget any of those things that I mentioned right there because you directly were uh, cause of that. And and he tried, Daryl tried to help you, tried to help you, and you just stuck him in the back. And then I forgot to add Denise to that list. So, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I think that Daryl is like, I'm going to use you to the end, and then I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm not I'm not okay. going with you. I think okay. Daryl has a very good reason not to like Okay. <laughs> That's Interesting. <why>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that For me, <coughs> pardon me, um, I think he was probably, I kind of thought of it more as, well, first of all, I was surprised. I was like, Come on, Daryl, listen to what she's saying. You know, be reasonable. But Daryl is not always reasonable. He sometimes he's emotional, but he's also sometimes he has a history of being taken advantage of. You know, his brother took advantage of him, um, those claimers took advantage of him. You know, he starts to trust people and he started to form a you know, a strong friendship with Beth and then she was gone, like the rug keeps getting pulled out from under him. So I have to wonder if it's just his tendency based on experience to assume the worst, that, oh, they've turned on me, you know, oh, this is too good to be true kind of thing. So 
that was my thought. So, you know, a little bit different responses there. But uh, yes, both, I think both are, are good things to think about. All right, number two for you to me. Why, uh, in your opinion, of course, does Eugene uh, – legitimately does he have a legitimate reason to hate or be upset because hate is such a strong word with a uh-huh. group or in your opinion is it a front and do you think that he is going to literally go begging back to them eventually <clears throat> i i think he's on a path of self-destruction i mean he you know he's been drinking he's not starting to you know, get this dependency on the wine he's you know, uh, Frankie didn't, you know, she just wanted to help and he was angry to her. You know, uh, Gabriel was kind of opening up to him like, I thought there was a reason for this, you know, a reason for me to be here. You know, he's like, yeah, there is to make bullets just like me, you know. And I think he's just closing himself off a lot out of fear. Like, I, I feel like he thought he had this great situation, you know, even though maybe he wasn't – um Maybe he had some regrets about, you know, sort of turning on the Alexandrians. Well, definitely turning on them. Maybe he had some regrets, but he was like, I'm a, you know, I'm respected here and I get, you know, treated well and all this. Well, now the tables are turning and, you know, it's war and his situation is not so comfortable. And now he's having lots of doubts. We know he's always been very afraid. Um, in a lot of situations. So I think his fear is just sort of enveloping him. And I, I don't think he's so much angry at the Alexandrians or at Rick's group. I, I think he's just afraid that he doesn't have a place there and that maybe he's going to lose his place with Negan and that he's just scared and he's just sort of lashing out. And I mean, I just think he's sort of crumbling, you know, he's trying to hold it together, but I don't, I don't see him um, going back, like, begging them to let him back in. Because maybe in the past I would have thought that about him because he sort of begged Abraham to save him and help him. And uh, even though he was deceiving him and stuff, he, he, he relied on other people and asked them for help. But now I think he's just, um, just sort of on this path of self-destruction. He's, I don't think he's even going to bother asking Rick's group to take him back. Mm. I think I think Eugene has gone too far. I, I really mm-hmm. do. I think he's gone too far, and in his mind, whereas before he, I think Eugene knew that he was doing something wrong, and he's the one that pretty much caused this divide. I, mm-hmm. Sometimes when you let something just fester for too long, all of a sudden yeah. in your mind it just switches, and I think it has switched in Eugene's mind, and he really, really. In my opinion, because, you know, I have a problem with the mullet anyway. Um, right. I really think that he really believes that Rick's group is in the wrong and that they need okay. to go ahead and surrender to Negan. And I okay. think that Eugene is now in what I call, like, a survival mode. But I uh-huh. think that if he had the opportunity and he was faced with the choice of staying with Negan and all he had to do was shoot, uh, I'm 
key person from the group, he would do it. Like he would try. Okay. I don't think he. I don't. I personally don't think that Eugene is a good enough shot. And I, I know uh-huh. if it came down to a, uh, a fist battle, he would lose. I, okay. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't not think that. But I, mm-hmm. I really believe that he has. At, he is now at the point of no return. And Rick's group might be like, you know, I, you know. Because they already had a few interactions, and I really believe they're kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take you out just like anybody else. So, as far as I'm concerned, Eugene, you're dead to me. Ha! <laughs> Has anything really changed, though? You've never liked him, so <laughs> I don't know this. When I, I am telling if you all have been listening to this podcast in <laughs> the beginning, when I found out that the mother had lied to my people... <laughs> Well, you never, you never fully trusted him, you know, after that point, and you've never been a huge fan, so I don't, you know, I almost don't feel like your, your feelings or thoughts about him have really changed that much, but you just think he's, like, there's no hope at this point, is what you're saying. Is that right? You are absolutely right. Okay. It's gone too far. Yes, Tracy, yes. Okay. All right. I can hear the passion in your voice <laughs> about this subject. <laughs> Googly gonk. What is it? Googly gonk? Oh, my God. Oh, Gremly. Gremly gonk. Gremly gonk. There you go. Mm. He hasn't made an appearance recently. Hmm. That's interesting. Where's Gremly gonk and where's Heath? I don't know. <laughs> Do not know. <laughs> Good question. I, I want to know where Heath is. He's just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, we digress. We digress. Number three, um, do you think that Father Gabriel is going to blame himself for Dr. Carson's death? I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I really think he is. I think he's going to do his best to still try to hold on to the faith because while everything was going good, you know how we kept hearing him say, you know, he's leading us exactly where we need to go. Uh-huh. This is exactly what was supposed to happen. And I think that he is going to say that and he is going to try to believe that as he's stuffing the bullets. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that he is going to have some type of remorse, but not to the mm-hmm. point that he is going to let it be the detriment of himself this time. Okay. Okay. Uh, first of all, I was really sad watching him be so sad about Dr. Carson's death and just the disappointment and like, no, you know, he just, he, that was some really good acting. I mean, I really felt that, you know, um, watching him get upset, you know, seeing what happened, which, you know, it's obviously a normal reaction, but I just thought he, he just did it really well. So that made me super sad. And, um, but as far as blaming himself, I think he's going to go through a lot of doubts. Like he was so um, strong about, you know, moving forward with their plan and, you know, just we're not going to stop. We're not going to give up. So I think it's going to slow him down a little bit because he's having doubts and, you know, just doesn't understand. And he keeps feeling this strong sense of making a difference 
you know, of doing something, but he's like, he's like not finding it. And I think it's probably just going to suddenly, he's going to suddenly realize it. Like, it's almost like he's trying too hard. I think it almost feels like he's trying too hard to figure out what his purpose is. And then it just may present itself just like the medicines presented themselves and stuff. So even though he's open to, you know, miracles and things like that, which is awesome, I almost don't think he's open to it as much with himself and his purpose. Okay. So I don't think he's going to go down the the road of, of blame. I just, I don't get that feeling. I think he's really sad. He's upset about it. He's, um, you know, disappointed and doesn't understand why things aren't, you know, coming together. You know, he, he right. thought one thing, he thought they were going to go and help Maggie and all that. Anyway, so I, I think he is going to find his purpose, and I think it's just going to kind of suddenly appear, and he, he's trying so hard. Um, I think he's going to keep struggling with that, but I, I don't think he's going to blame himself um, for his death. I mean, I don't really see that. Right, and look, we shall see you because he won't be able to. Oh, there's yours. He had to get one in there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Go ahead with your number three, and then we'll talk about our most explosive moment. Oh. Should Maggie, should Maggie uh, have starved uh, the prisoners? Why do you think she showed uh, kindness? I think it was a combination of... Losing Carl, like, I think that was jarring probably for her um, and, you know, kind of brought her back a little bit. And then, but I think what really convinced her was um, Sadiq being so grateful just for the little bit of food and, quote, hospitality that um, she was, that she was giving to him, you know, a stranger. And so... Because I kind of wondered about that, too. I was like, was it what the guy Alden said to her? I don't think it was what Gregory said to her. But um, I kind of just think losing Carl, that hearing that news sort of pulled her back out of her, you know, the point that she was at. And then the conversation with Sadiq, that's my guess. Okay. I you? I, 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 I honestly, I, I don't know why Maggie... <laughs> didn't let those prisoners starve because you got a community on there and you just got in some new individuals in there yeah. that uh-huh. have way, way, way more, uh, what is it, um, reasons to live than those, than the yeah. individuals behind that. And the fact that she's even going to let them out for exercise, now that concerns me because mm-hmm. that's, that's the time to scope out the area, figure out the best, you know, escape routes and all that. I don't care how close you watch somebody. So yeah. I, I'm not sure that I would have done that move if I was made. Uh-huh. I don't know that I would have even told them that I was cutting their rations back. They just would have figured it out when it was dinner time and they didn't do yeah. anything. You know? Yeah, yeah, so I, exactly. I, I didn't agree with that. and, and nah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to kind of. I'm not there I, with Maggie on that. I, I found myself kind of, you know, trying to search for an answer like they what did change her mind. But it's kind of interesting, too, because, yeah, because she has trying to manage so much. You know, they're low on resources. She's got more people coming in. She's got prisoners. You know, they're in, in a war. I mean, she's got all the balls in the air trying to deal with all this stuff. What made her want to take more time and more resources to try to help these people? 
Um, and where, like you said, where's the food going to come from? How, how long is it going to last? But it was, then I thought it's interesting that it was almost like her taking a step of faith. And a lot of what, you know, Gabriel and his, you know, journey with Dr. Carson and what he's been talking about is, is faith and trust, you know. And we know that, you know, Herschel, you know, was a man of faith. And it, it just kind of almost, when I think about it, maybe it kind of tied together, you know. Um, maybe, it, maybe it was just a, a leap of faith that she decided, you know, she was going to take. I don't know. It may have tied in that way, but. That's an know. interesting page. And look, I mean, it's something still, to think about. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see how long those those rations last. You got so. that right. Although, with um, they may not need as many with Negan's plan. This plan of, Ugh. you know, using Walker guts on the the weapons and stuff. Uh, you think there's going to be a lot of casualties? This is a bonus question. Do you, do you think we're in for a bunch of casualties? Of course. Whenever we're dealing with meetings, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. I do. On both sides, I do, unfortunately. So. You know, it's interesting you said that when it comes to Negan, because I've really been thinking a lot lately about, you know, and the number of casualties. I, I keep going back now to them taking out that satellite outpost. And then in contrast, you know, to Negan telling Simon just one. And when we really look at how many the numbers, I still wonder if the numbers compare. Um, because he's so brutal and he's, you know, he's oppressing people, you know, these workers and things. I mean, he has, but it's a system that's functioning and it's not. Is he killing a bunch of people? And then I thought about Oceanside. But then there's these theories that maybe Simon was in charge before. Is he the one that took out all their men? You know, I just, like when you say, when it comes to Negan, you think about, you know, a lot of harm being done. But then do you you go back and think about that satellite thing very often? I mean, do you struggle with that? The satellite problem? Yeah. I, I struggle when that whole journey began. Because it was yeah. the end of some of our favorite characters, so yes, I do yeah. think about it, but not in the not in the uh, uh, comparison that you had. I think about it as in y'all it's just oh, we might when things sort of started different. deteriorating. Yeah, yeah, we might have been somewhere different now. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was that's a pivotal point. Yeah. All right, so you keep me straight. Now is it time to talk about our most explosive moment? It is. It is time to explode. <laughs> so what was yours, Miss Tracy? I struggled a little bit, um, but I went with, I, I mean, I'm kind of a sucker in this relationship. I think we've established that. So... <laughs> I I went with um, the Savior showing up at that garage when they were getting into the car or the Jeep or whatever. It it did surprise me. It probably shouldn't have. You know, I probably should have been like, this is going too well. But, um, you know, they had had obstacles, and then they were overcoming them. You know, they got caught in the bear trap. You know, I mean, it's not like everything was going well. And um, it was kind of like just like um, – buddy road trip or something and I was like all right they're getting out of here you know and uh no they're not so that's probably my that that one kind of surprised me the most I I guess no it caught me off guard too 
that was a good mm-hmm. one. And for me, because like I literally got goosebumps um, with it, with Enid's uh, reaction to the call stuff. Oh I yeah, mean, that was bad. Not prepared for that. Like I, yeah. I, I knew she was upset, but I literally got goosebumps watching. I was like, yeah. this is really good. And it was yeah. sad, but I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't forget, but I guess I forgot. You know, they had a really good connection, and then. She was off and didn't know. So, yeah, that was... Yeah, had no clue. Yeah, she was totally yeah. blindsided. Yeah. That was, that did it for me. Like, okay. No, that's, that's, that's a good good response. Good answer. All right. Well, now it's time to rate the episode between one and five, six of Dynamite, with five being the best. Would you like to go first, or should I? I can go first, no problem. This okay. is our episode was a 3.7528. Okay. 3.7528, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Funny funny you should say 3.7528 because you know what my answer is? It's 3.75. Oh! Yeah. Okay. It was good. I didn't think it was good as the week before. And, uh, you know, but I'm excited about next week based on the previews. So I think we're going to I'm that. ready to talk about that one. As my son said, as my son said, he felt like this episode kind of pushed the story along more. It was, you know, then, um, you know, it's like we needed to go through this process to get to the next point, you know, so. Yes, yes. But it, it wasn't was, bad. It no, bad, but I have to. I actually like that, and I think I'm going to take that. It did push the story a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, there you go. All right. Well, I think that's about it for tonight. We'll be back next week. Um, let us know who won the five objects game. Uh, let us know if you liked the game or if you really missed the theater. I mean, not that we can control people getting caught in a swamp. I mean. I mean, it's sort of out of our on. hands, but <laughs> it's just out of our hands. But, and, you know, I'd be curious, you know, to see what people think. And I um, always appreciate uh, any comments or thoughts you have about what we talked about, uh, any corrections to maybe what we talked about. Welcome that, too. So uh, I'm going to sign off for tonight. I'm saying see you. Tonight. All right. Really? you just going to say see you. How do you think Father Gabriel feels about that one? <laughs> oh my gosh. She couldn't help herself. She couldn't help herself. Have a good night, right. everyone. Good night. Bye bye.